Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome to the Find Your Awesome podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott, and I'm your host. I'm a certified professional coach, an intuitive human design reader, and an instigator of joy. I'm so excited you're here today. Thank you so much for putting us in your ears. So today, we're taking a little bit of a detour from human design because the world is different right now. Everything is different right now. And I wanted to talk about it. And I wanted to talk about it with my friend, Meg Haynes, who you've heard before. This is her third time on the podcast. She was most recently, just a few weeks ago on, as we talked about her experience living her design as a 3-5 projector with non-specific manifesting style. And then she was on way back a, a year and a half ago, two years ago. I don't know how long I've been doing this podcast, but she was episode two of the podcast. This woman is, uh, she's just absolute gold. She sees me so clearly and it feels so good. And it just being in her energy, it's like being surrounded in light, in hugging light. And it's a beautiful feeling of feeling so supported, so loved, and so seen. And so today we wanted to share with you our thoughts, our experiences in this current time, this time of coronavirus, this time of quarantine, this time of this massive system upgrade. We wanted to give you some, maybe some different perspectives, help you see some of the gifts in the experience and still honor the the challenges that are in this. I believe that we are all in our own personal AP classes right now or PhD programs, whichever you want to go with. Um, and so it's, it's a, it's a little different for each one of us and it's, beautiful and it's challenging and it's a roller coaster and we are all in this together. I hope this conversation brings you light and love and maybe a new perspective, maybe some laughter, maybe maybe some questions. Whatever it is, I hope hope it brings a smile to your face. I love you. Please Continue to go forth and be awesome. I love you and I'm so glad you're doing this with me. Thank you. Oh my gosh, I love you. And it's a pleasure always. And I think these conversations right now are so important and hopefully we can serve others with our combo today. Yeah, we've already had a couple of these conversations about... Mm -hmm. About the lessons, the, yeah, and the I feel icky about using the word hard, but I'm gonna use it anyway because it's the best word I can come up with. The hard lessons, the hard experiences of this, yeah, and the massive magic that's coming out of this, and the intentions mm-hmm. and the incredible experience that we are being invited like aboard right now. Yeah. And so I really wanted just to share it with everyone else. I know in the, in the mornings I listen to podcasts and like when I'm doing my activation exercises, cause I'm here for <laughs> morning routines um, and I'm always looking for a high vibe one. 
and I'm very, very picky about what goes in my ears. And so I haven't heard that many podcasts that have been talking about the gifts and the magic of this experience. Yeah. When I can't find what I want, I like to create it. Which is why I love you. (laughs) (laughs) And it's why I love you because who else would I want to create that with? Thank you. Well, it's funny because when you said the word hard, the word that came to mind was contracting. Mm, Yes. Contracting experiences. So when we're in contraction, um, it's painful, it's tight. um, We're so focused on the experience of pain that we're in that we can't um, necessarily see or touch or, or understand anything beyond our perspective, beyond this perspective perspection perspective that we're in in this moment that we're in like we're just we're fully surrendered into that moment mm-hmm. and we can fight the contraction which only causes more pain or we can breathe into and create space and expansion in the contraction and see what's what is really being birthed here because i think we are all birthing a new world right now and it's being birthed through all of us through these contractions um, And in order to do that, it's like we have to heal and release and bring awareness to and awaken to the things that we have not not dealt with, that we denied, that we compartmentalized, that we made exceptions for. Um, It's it's all coming to the surface and it's coming to the surface in such an intense way. And really the only way that it can, because we have been so good. We're such, such amazing human beings at distracting ourselves. And and we have a lot of things to distract ourselves with. So how brilliant that we've basically um, so much of that has been taken off our plate for the majority of us so that we can really just be in this process of, um, healing and releasing. Yes. I want to go back just to like the, the idea of pain. Yeah. Because if we look at pain, let's talk about physical pain for a second. Yeah. Sometimes the pain is so strong that the only thing we hear in our minds is pain, 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 pain. Yeah. And there's, there's, it takes a lot of bravery to take a big breath and see beyond that pain. That pain is like a red dot. And when yeah. we breathe outside it, we see that the pain isn't there. Yeah. The pain isn't there. The pain is in that one spot. But is it even always there? But it's with the expansion yeah. that we are able to see around the pain and experience around the pain. Beautifully said. Thanks. Beautifully experienced. Although it did not <laughs> feel ex- beautiful at the time. well yeah and I think that you know anything that we're that we're experiencing especially when it comes to pain um be it physical or emotional um every every I this is how I live my life because it's it's um it's just what has helped me navigate through so many things and I've also seen just the beauty that comes from from this perspective um that all of those things are teachers for us the pain doesn't show up just to be a pain 
the pain doesn't show up to make us suffer. The pain doesn't show up to hurt or injure us. The pain shows up as a result of things that we have not allowed, paid attention to, acknowledged, um, felt, dealt with, to say, hey, I'm screaming now so that you can pay attention to this, so that you can actually move beyond this, beyond this state that you've been living in to keep this at bay. The pain yeah. is like that, hey, wake up, be here. In a way, it's like, this has been here all along. Yes. And now we're manifesting as physical pain because now you're going to pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. And what, we, what we've been taught to do is to numb the pain, is to hide the pain, is to, you know, uh, use things to, to make it go away. When, when in actuality, um, all that does is just like move, it moves the energy within you somewhere else. Mm-hmm. to manifest in another way, but it doesn't actually release anything from you or for you. So, um, I mean, even right now, like I'm in an experience of extreme back pain and you know, there could be, I could be popping pills right now <laughs> if I wanted to, but I know that is not the answer to, to what this pain is inviting me to look at now that's not to say if someone needs that and really truly needs that like there's no judgment around that but for me and my body i know that this pain does not want to be numbed it wants to be listened to it wants to be felt it wants to be acknowledged how do you know how do i know what (laughs) how do you know that that's what the pain wants my whole life, any time I've um, either been moving through an emotional experience or being prepared to move through an emotional experience, my body activates in some way, shape, or form. So whenever it manifests in some form, you know, if it's anxiety, if it's lack of sleep, if it's physical pain, um, it's I, I know that it's there for some reason because, because I also know if I just tweak something here or there, like I know the things I can do to get it back into center. Um, but I feel like the body, the body is so brilliant um, in the way that it manifests and gets us to pay attention and gives us cues as to what it what it's trying to communicate to us. And the thing is, is that we have been taught not to listen to our bodies. We've been taught to give that authority to other people. Um, Whether it's like a physical um, experience or just any aspect of our life, we've been taught from the get-go, you hand that over to someone else and someone else gives you that information. And in order to, I think, one of the many gifts that's, that's coming from this experience is to awaken back into our intuition, to our true nature, and to our own guidance system, instead of automatically handing that authority and that power over to someone else. Because as you know, and you say so brilliantly when you're working with clients and when you're teaching, is no one can tell you what is right and true for you in your body. No one can tell you what is right and true for you in your life. They may say something and you go, ah, yes, that feels so resonant, but no one can tell you that. 
that's already in you. Yeah, that's been a soapbox of mine for as long as I can remember. And that's, I know, and I so appreciate that about you because like, it's important. I can <laughs> myself at age five being like, no, you can't tell me how I'm feeling. Right. Like, no, you don't know what's best for me. Only I know that. And I know that um, this experience for me is a look at all the places where you're giving away, where you're looking for authority, where you're yeah. looking for somebody else to save you. And guess what? You're the authority. Save yourself. Yeah. You got this. Yeah. And that's one of the things too about in human design, we're moving into a new paradigm in 2027. And yeah. this is part of that move because it doesn't just happen like instantly. Right. Clock strikes 1201 on January 1st, 2027. This is part of the, the flow in that direction. And this is yeah. what we're supposed to do in the new paradigm. We are going to know our individual authority. Yeah. Yeah. And for so long, we've been adapting and adopting to someone else's model, which is not a sustainable model. It's not sustainable for us as a, as a species. It's not as sustainable for our planet um, to keep continue operating in this way. Um, it doesn't serve all. It only serves a few. So all of that has to break down. That's the beautiful thing about nature. It's like if something doesn't serve, the environment takes care of it. Mm -hmm. Nature takes care of it and transforms it. Yeah. And you, when was it, had we started quarantining when you felt the call or more like gave birth to some posts about not giving your authority away? Oh yeah. That's when the pain started. So, you know, there we go. Yep. Not, not lost on me that there's, that there's, um, and I think, you know, for those listening that have felt, um, you know, all their life or for a good ch chunk of their life that they're here to, you know, be a light to others, that they're here to help the collective, um, that they're here to serve humanity or the planet and to, to be light workers, like to work the light. <laughs> um, we've also had experiences in the past in our in our own lives but also past lives where that um we remember the trauma of that experience and so it becomes painful or emotional or scary to then step out in such a bold way and say hi this is me i'm here to share my heart i'm here to share my magic i'm here to share my gifts like so openly and so freely when we have those experiences so i do believe that part of part of this process is for us to to clear all um all of our own fears but also ancestral fears our past lives like anything that prevents us from um really being seen in our work because we are safe to do our work yeah, like that we, we we're not living in the Middle Ages. We're not living in the Salem witch trial times <laughs> like those times are over. And and we we I believe that those of us that um, feel this call came. We all came here at this time for a reason, every single one of us, but especially light workers and empaths, um, because we knew 
we knew we were going to be needed to usher in this new consciousness. We knew we were going to be needed to support um, those on their soul journey and evolution that are um, that are finding their way. You know, we're all in different stages of consciousness. So that's the other thing is like everybody is going to be responding to this from where they are in their level of consciousness. And that's not to put anyone down. It's like, we're, we all serve each other. We're all learning from each other. I, I can have a PhD, but learn so much from someone in the first grade, like a kid in the first grade. Like we're all learning. We're all teachers. We all have something to offer each other. Um, however, um, I, I think that those of us that have, have lived many experiences and have have been in the process of doing our work and our healing we're here to help guide others in that process yeah and i just want to say that no one's here by mistake like all of our no. souls chose to be here at this yes. time it's not like one one soul was like oh um i didn't mean to make you come in 1985 oh <laughs> i didn't realize this whole 2020 thing was gonna happen <laughs> i don't know Every yeah. single soul that is on the planet right now, check yeah. the box for yeah, yeah. COVID-19. Let's yeah. do this. 2020. Here we for go. them, like the souls know when they chose it, they knew it was an upgrade, like a system upgrade. Mm -hmm. And yeah. we see it as a global pandemic. They're like, same, same. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, it, it's, it's upgrading the way in which we live. Um, what our values are, um, what we give our energy and attention to. Um, I mean, I mean so much it's, it's our quality of life. We can have a lot of things, but our quality of life can be horrible and terrible because we're not present and we're not living and we're just zooming from moment to moment. So, um, you know, I, I think of four years ago, getting those invitations, the divine feminine invitations. And I didn't really know what they were, but I was just following them because I was curious, like presence and nourishment and pleasure and truth and beauty and connection and resonance and grace and ease and flow and creativity and beauty. And all of those things are what we're being asked to surrender to and cultivate and create and play with to bring in this new energy. But it definitely starts with being present. That's where it all starts. You know what I just realized? What? So you know you've got the genius freak channel, which <laughs> means that you you bring things from the future and you bring them to us before everyone else like is ready for it or knows it's gonna happen. So you got that <laughs> invitation and then you found like or you didn't find these women found you yeah. who were ready to receive it. And now four years later, it's yeah. like yes this is what we need yeah well and that's the funny thing about the freak part because i'm like i don't know <laughs> i swear i'm not weird but this is just it's and you know this too when you when you receive such a um when your intuition speaks to you so loudly you you can't you can't deny it anymore like you just you don't know where it goes but you it's not even a matter of like, do I trust this or not? Because you just know this is where I'm being called. It's almost like, I always say it's like being Jedi mind tricked. 
<laughs> but you're not tricked, but it's just that energy and that feeling of like, I can't pivot away from this. I have like, this is, this is where I'm going yep. and I just follow and I just trust. Yep. And it can feel crazy to a lot of people looking, not really getting it because they don't see it. And we don't necessarily always see it ourselves, but it's just that intuitive um, pull. And sometimes the trusting it is the scariest yeah. piece, 100%. especially telling other people. So the universe is nudging me towards this. I'm going to trust it. Okay. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to go that way. Yeah. But I supposedly should go. I'm going to go this way instead all by myself. Yeah. Okay. I'm going now. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you, what's your experience been like so far? Well, speaking of trust, at the beginning of the year, when I asked my angel team, so what is this year about? Like, what am I here to learn this year? And over and over and over again, whether through like hearing it, like receiving it on an auditory level or um, pulling cards, it was divine trust, divine trust, divine trust. And so I was like, wow, we're just like going right to the AP class, as you always say, like AP class, divine trust. Yikes. But I also know that I, I can't, as a teacher, talk about that we are divinely guided and supported and loved and protected if I, if I on some level don't trust that or believe that. So I know that I, you know, it's like everything that I teach, I go through and, le and learn and experience and go, oh yeah, I gotta like revisit that lesson. Um, There's a whole other level and layer there, but divine trust for me was, was part of the, was part of the practice at the beginning of the year. And, you know, I had a lot of things fall apart at the beginning of the year. I mean, there's a meme online that makes me laugh every time I look at it. It's um, the Joker. And one side is me thinking 2020 is going to be my year. And the other side is him getting like hit by a car. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of what it felt like. Mm -hmm. um, but I, um, you know, in that experience, I, like of my dog's passing and like just other, other challenges with my business and with relationships and things, I just realized, okay, you know, I, this is, this is my practice. Like these are, this is the sequence for today in my yoga class and I'm on my mat and I'm practicing it and we'll see what I can do today. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, that's how I, how I see life unfolding a lot um is it's literally just a place to practice and to find um what works what doesn't what's our center what's not our center um and build that strength from within um but having total grace and acceptance of ourselves in the process for sure but divine trust helped kind of prepare me for this and every time Again, I go with that Jedi mind trick thing because every time my ego may have wanted to go, this is really bad, this is really bad, this is really bad, this overriding part of me would be like, this is, this is happening as it's meant to. 
it's unfolding as it needs to. Everyone on some level, um, everyone's soul is on board with this. Our egos aren't because they can't wrap its mind around it. Um, but our souls, as you said, chose this. Our souls are on board. And it was just so clearly, um, I felt that and knew that, that even in moments when I quote unquote should, looking at what's happening, panic. And that's not to say that I'm not being cautious. I'm following all the guidelines that we're being asked to follow, you know, staying home, washing our hands, masks, all that. Like, but there's a difference between being, um, being prepared and being smart and allowing our center, um, to crumble, like allowing us to be pulled out of our center by outside circumstances. And this is when we're really being asked to activate that core strength of divine trust. And so it's just kind of this, um, in moments when I, again, there's that impulse of wanting to react or, or think something's bad. There's this overriding thing that comes in and saying, all is happening and unfolding the way it's meant to. This is, this is, a, this was agreed upon by all beings, whether people, whether we, and I say that knowing that to some people that's going to not resonate right now, especially if they're having a very real experience of a loved one suffering or passing away from that. I know that, that me saying that, um, I want to be very mindful and respectful that it's, it's not to in any way, shape or form gloss over or spiritually bypass as we were talking about, um, the real emotions that are, that we're moving through and experiencing in this. And so I have that awareness. I also have emotions. I'm experiencing emotion, whether it's collective or it's my own, I feel all of that. And, and right now we are being asked to feel everything that comes up. That is, that's part of this process is, you know, we've done the mental psychology unpacking, unwrapping of things, diagnosing, we've done the spiritual new age, higher understanding, but now it's like, and to release this from the tissue, we have to feel it and move it through. And then our bodies won't store it anymore. And then we're free and we're open. And we both had the experience of feeling the heaviness yeah. of the collective. Yeah. Which a few people had, a few people that I know had at the same time, which yeah. I'm guessing means probably a few million had the same experience, yeah. which in a way is actually like so cool. Yeah. And oh, we're all on this roller coaster right now. Like this is wild. There are so many gifts in it. And like we said, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I think honoring both, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I think sometimes we think we have to be in one place or the other. Um, and we can, we can accept that being a human being is really, really hard sometimes and really challenging and feels like a total contraction of the worst kind of pain. And also that's not really who we are. 
Yeah. And also we are pure light, pure love, pure energy. Um, we are, we are so beyond this world and this experience. And the, and it's safe to be light. It's yes. safe to be love. It's safe to, it's safe to feel the fear. It's safe to feel the anxiety and it's mm -hmm. safe to feel the light and the love and the joy and the playfulness. Yeah. And when somebody else is in fear, maybe you'll be the one in light. And maybe when yeah. you're in fear, somebody else will be the light for you. Yeah. And that's another lesson for us here is for sure. that we all fit together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and mirroring and reflecting where we're at in, in any moment, mm -hmm. you know, back to each other. I've also noticed that things are happening really fast. Oh yeah. <laughs> like the energetically stuff is shifting yes. hugely. Like there's less dust in the air for energy to move or I don't know. I have no idea what is going on on a quantum level, but it feels like I'm served a here, learn this lesson. And then I like struggle through it for a few hours, maybe a day, and then boom, we're there. Yeah. I was like, that would have been a six month to like three year process before. Yeah. Yeah. We're, um, our, we're expediting mm -hmm. <laughs> our, um, our learning and, you know, it's like, but we're that's off the pony express. And <laughs> like but also I think, you know, like there is a divine timing to that too. Um, that, you know, throughout, I believe that, you know, we can, we can look at, we can look at life and we can look at ourselves and our, our, our own and we can say like, oh, we're behind or oh, we're this, or we're like, we're not going to be ready for that. Or, and I just trust that nature is teach, taking its course right on course just as we are on our path, perfectly on our path. And that the learning that we're being asked to do now, like we wouldn't be asked to learn as quickly if we weren't as receptive to it. Yeah. Yeah. We wouldn't be here if we weren't ready. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> We're ready. This is why you get put in a plea, AP because somebody thinks you're ready. Yeah. If somebody thinks you're ready. Start learning and stop like, fighting the fact that you're in the wrong class. Uh-uh. You're here. Yeah. Start catching up. <laughs> Start yeah. figuring it out. It will get yeah. easier the more we figure out. And if you think about, you know, any, um, like just maybe like a kid who did basketball and they were like the worst player on the team, if they take that opportunity, to really grow, really exercise, really strengthen their, their skill set. Not that there's a hierarchy of best and worst, but that you'll have a greater understanding of, of the game <laughs> that's being played and, um, and your strength in, in playing with it. Mm -hmm. Like you'll actually get to play the game instead of, um, struggle through it or, or, strategize you're just you just get to play now yes because it's so innate in you i like that analogy I what do you <laughs> feel like are the gifts in this experience man there's so many well first of all mother nature getting a reset i mean i don't know about you but i have never heard happier birds in my life mm. the birds right. got happy here before 
Yeah. It was like two weeks before that I actually wondered if someone was playing a bird soundtrack because it sounded (laughs) so fake. Yeah, I know. I know. They, I mean, and just the quality of the air, the, just the energy. Um, one thing I've been doing, um, recently is just going outside and earthing, putting my bare feet to the earth and I can just feel her pulsing. I can feel her energy. I can feel her vitality. I see it in the, in the plants and the trees. Like I just, um, and that's part of this is to, it's to reconnect us with nature, not only our own internal nature, but nature itself to our planet, because she's just a mirror of, um, of us. Mm-hmm. And so when we're suffering and we're causing pain and harm, she's, um, she's showing us that on another level, um, through her, through her experience. And when things are, are dead and need to be, you know, transformed and reborn like she shows us that through the cycles so I think um she's in a rebirth and so are we um in a really beautiful way um I think just again coming back to those invitations um but especially being present you know um being in our bodies again we've been living in our minds most of us for so long or half living in our body half not and um there's no i i feel like um <clears throat> there's there's so many gifts life has to offer us in, in every single moment and when we're not here for them we miss out and i always think of um you know, those exercises when they have you go to the end of your life and what will you look back on? What will you see? It's never the big moments. It's always like the feeling of, of the wind on the beach and my feet in the sand and the smell of the ocean and the roar of the waves and the seagulls and just feeling so blissfully happy. It's like those little moments we are getting to experience more and more every day because life has offered us a gift to remove all um, distraction, all those doing things that we have taught are our value, you know, when that's stripped away, then who are you? Mm -hmm. So this is also us, you know, recognizing and remembering that our worth, that our worth is inherent regardless of what we do. And it's our being that it actually makes the most change. It's our presence that causes the most um, direct effect. And we get to do that and make that impact right now with our families, with the people that we love the most. Yeah. And our presence now, I think most places, the beaches are closed. So we can't feel that wonderful experience that you just shared with us. But we can create and allow similar experiences just in truly being with our families in truly being if we have access to Mm -hmm. a backyard yeah to truly feeling mother earth and Mm -hmm. and also in looking up i don't know what it's been like in new hampshire but the clouds have been amazing lately amazing yeah 
This morning, she gave me a heart in the clouds. Yesterday, there was just like this incredible, I don't even know what to say about it, but I've never seen clouds like this. And I, I look at the clouds a lot. Um, it's not like I'm just looking up for the first time, but I keep saying to Pete, like, this is, this is all mother nature being like, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Yeah. I felt that way about the sunrises. Like I've, I've, I'm rising with them and, um, every morning and it's just, they're so beautiful and so breathtaking and it's, you know, that's the, that's the thing is I think we get so caught up with, um, making money and accumulating things and, and, you know, success on this materialistic level. And I mean, none of that, none of that matters, but the experiences that we have, like that's where the richness is. That's where the riches of our life live in our experience. So being really present for them and like drinking them in, soaking them in, tasting them as you, as you talk about, (laughs) which I love, like, I mean, it's, it's being fully alive. Why do we, why do we come to live a life Mm. to live it? Yeah. And it's, we just talked about being present with our families. Mm -hmm. I think one of the lessons, one of the many, many lessons and invitations we have is to recognize that we don't need to be in the same physical space to feel each other, to deeply connect. And this has been a pet peeve of mine because people like you and me have been connecting virtually first, I don't year. I don't have any sense of time, but it feels (laughs) like for a lifetime and it is such a deep connection. It's just such mm-hmm. a deep energetic connection. And I've heard a lot of people before all of this happened being like, well, virtual connections aren't real connections. And I feel like this is the, this experience is here to call bullshit on that. So yeah. just so we're all on the same plane, virtual connections are deep connections. Yeah. Like you and I have never hugged in person, which is yeah. just the wildest thing I've ever. Yeah. I don't ever. actually. <laughs> understand that it doesn't yeah but at the same time like you know me intimately you know my energy you know who I am and vice versa and we're being asked to do that with the people in our lives the the people that we love and because our time here is finite in this body in this experience it's finite there will come an end to it And for all of us, that is going to be at different times. It's not always going to be, you know, 80s, 90s. Um, And so to cultivate deep, rich relationships, to witness where we withhold love, where we block love, where we distract ourselves from receiving love, I mean, I, I really think love is what we're here to, to learn and experience, like all of us. Um, and what a perfect opportunity to, and, and to show up to these relationships now with just an openness and no preconceived notion of who the other person is based on past experiences. Like everyone's being uprooted from their, 
from their life, from their way of being that sets them in such rigid habits and ways that all that people are like, I mean, I, the conversations I've had is like, I've never seen the side of this person before, or like, I didn't even know that they were into that. Or like, I'm, I'm noticing like a vulnerability I've never seen. And, and like, we are multifaceted humans. And so this gives us an opportunity to really know each other intimately so that we can build deeper bonds of love and connection with one another. Yeah. I, I've always loved doing the exercise of asking people, who are you? You can't use any titles. And I, I feel that. like that's another thing that this is helping people get rid of. Titles don't matter. Like yeah. the type of people that you only ever see in a suit, guess what? They're not wearing suits anymore. Right. They're working from home. You're seeing their like real life, like the real, real life humans. Yep. You're seeing everyone in their pajama pants. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I saw a post on Facebook today. A high school friend of mine was like, can we start distinguishing between hard pants and soft pants? <laughs> like, is anyone still wearing jeans or is everyone wearing like leggings or yoga pants of some sort? Uh, I and love like, that my wardrobe has not changed. No, whatsoever. mine has a little bit, but only because I don't need to record that. <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> Um, yeah. So mine hasn't really changed either because we were ahead of this. Mm -hmm. We, we were already doing this. The lessons that people are learning from working from home, mm -hmm. from connecting virtually, we already got those. Yeah. We're here. Like we get to be the ones who are like, guys, if you need help, I got you. I can yeah. help with this part. Yeah. Homeschooling your kids. I don't know. Good luck. Yeah. On your own on that. <laughs> don't ask me to do math, please. <laughs> I'm really good at coloring. <laughs> Pretty good speller, <laughs> but that's about it. <laughs> but don't make me spell out loud. Everything goes into question once it comes out loud. <laughs> yeah, there's, I mean, the lessons, I also think that we're here to really learn about our open centers in human design. I've yeah. Can you talk about that more? Oh yeah. Okay. So I've got an open Ajna, an open crown, which means I feel other people's mental energy. Yeah. Really strongly. And it's like upgrading right now. Like I'm feeling it really, really loudly. <laughs> um, and I, and you know, okay. And then I'm also a four, six is my human design profile, which means I want to connect with people so badly. <laughs> then what happens is I go on. So like, how am I going to connect with people right now? I see some people out when I'm walking my dog and biking and stuff. And, and I get my husband here can connect with him. But then I, I have this drive to go on social media because I'm like, that's where my people are. Right. And then I go on there and I see a whole bunch of fear stuff, like yeah. fear thoughts. And then that goes in my open Ajna and it doesn't belong in there. So then I have to deal with like, ah, how do I get this out? None of it is mine. And, <laughs> and I, so I feel, and what we do with our open centers is we feel and amplify that energy. Yeah. Well, amplify it. And then I can't stand myself. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? So I, you know, I've been given the opportunity to like, all right, here you go. Now, how yeah. do you, how do you want to manage this? How do you want yeah. to experience this? Yeah. I love the way you talk about it. 
it, it makes and it makes so much sense too because um knowing that we don't have to um do anything with that with this information we get it's just like oh it's information mm -hmm. and i can just feel it and i can just move it on out and it's experience and it just informs me but it's not something i need to alter or change or fix or whatever like it's just it's just energy moving in and i just gotta remember that it's not mine and that move it back out yes yeah Before how do you practice that for, oh. for like from a human design perspective well from a human design perspective i empty out but what i've learned personally is if it lands in my head it's not mine if it falls into my body and if i do and if i mouth breathe then it's <laughs> truth um those it doesn't always have to involve mouth breathe, breath like those those don't happen all day every day yeah um <laughs> i feel like panting when i'm around some people <laughs> <laughs> like you. um but i i will like there are things that you've said that i just like i feel it in my body it doesn't even mm -hmm. it totally bypasses my head it just totally goes and i embody it yeah and that's what a lot of the learning has been during this time for me is i've embodied the lessons so that at the end of the day if somebody says what did you learn today i'm like oh i don't know anymore but it was a lot yeah <laughs> i remember the lessons and now they're part of me so i don't know so here's here's what I do. If I feel it in my head, it will possibly fall into my body if it's truth. But if I feel it in my head, I will, I will drop into my body, move, mm. get back into my body, remind myself that my body is like, I belong in my body. All of my energy, all of my wisdom is in my body. Yeah. And then I often end up essentially like with two handfuls of people's thoughts that I'm just like, let's throw that away. <laughs> Return to sender with compassion. I love that though. Cause it is, it's all, it is about, um, getting back into the body mm -hmm. and processing things there. It, it feels maybe very primal to do that, but I think that's, you know, like we're, we come from a very, you know, mental thought, higher thinking, is the way to go about this but anything it's like it has to be in order for you to really know it feel it digest it be able to teach it you gotta it has to be embodied in human design we are reminded that the head is for observing and processing hmm. it's not there's no one is supposed to make their decisions from their head that's we awesome. all make our decisions from our bodies. Yeah. Well, that's where our intuition lives. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And that is how we are supposed to interact with the world through our, through our intuition. Yeah. None of this thinking things through. Well, and that's, um, you know, it's, I love the way that you said it, because if I think about how, um, I've explained it to clients or guided them through it's if you're um, if you're making a decision, let's say, and you're going back and forth in your mind, like a ping pong match, well, I could do this, but then should I do this? But maybe I could do this, but I don't know, maybe I shouldn't do this. Or what about this? Maybe I should, and you're going, that energy is, is just, um, there's no, there are no answers there. There's just, 
information and possibilities. Yeah. Possible realities, but there's no truth there. And only when you drop into the body with the breath, connecting to the heart center for me, um, is and where I guide a lot of people, it's just like, because I think just bringing a focus to the heart, even, or just like placing a hand on the body, whether it's the heart or whether it's the, the stomach, um, just making some sort of physical contact to drop you in, uh, feeling your feet on the floor and just breathing and breathing and breathing. What you'll notice is like an openness starts to happen where you don't need to find the answer. You just allow the answer to drop in. Yes. And this, you're saying this as somebody who has a defined Ajna and crown. Do so, I have a defined Ajna and crown? Do you? Uh, yeah, I was like, actually, wait, is her crown defined? I don't think my crown is, but my Ajna is. Is defined. Yeah, just your Ajna is defined. So as someone with a defined Ajna, still, you are finding the answers in your body. You are yeah. returning to your body. Yeah. One of the things that's like the hallmark of the incorrect way to use an open Ajna is asking, am I doing this right? Is this the right way? Mm. Oh, what does that lead to for us? Suffering. Yeah. No, we're supposed to, like, I don't know. It's so safe. It's so empowering. Yeah. It's, that's where we're supposed to live in the, I don't know. Not trying yeah. to guess the answers. Not, we are not built for certainty. Like our heads are not right. built for certainty. No. Well, and also it just reminds me too, um, I think that the knowing, knowing, um, not from a intuitive place, but in a intellectual place, or it gives us a, a false sense of certainty and security that we've relied on for so long. Whereas nature is the only certainty is change. Mm -hmm. And so it's going back into that very, um, open, curious, um, wondering, following, uh, energy of like, I follow, I follow the breadcrumbs and I don't, I don't know, but I trust, I trust, I trust, I trust. And that was something being a three, five, I, I really had to learn and also being like a perfectionist growing up of like, can't make a mistake or else I'll die. Like, that is so bad. Like I cannot make mistakes when that is like my design is to, to make mistakes, realize it doesn't work, um, to do it as many times as I need to in order to find what does and then teach that. Mm -hmm. And what you just said makes me want to just send some love to my 18 year old self who chose to get a tattoo that represents constant change. And love I look her. at it every day <laughs> and so I'm wise. like, yes. I love it. She knew. She did know. And the magic of it too is that so many people don't know. It's a tattoo of waves in a circle. A lot of people think it's like a circular saw or something like that. Yeah. They kind of love that. I'm like, it's not for you. It's for right. You. So um, we were gonna talk about emotions. Yeah. What do you want to say about emotions? Energy and motion. AKA that's what they're designed to do, move. What we have been conditioned 
and, and and I'm saying this as someone who is very sensitive as a child, um, deeply empathic, had a lot of emotions, emotional experiences, and emotional waves that were moving through me. Some that were not mine. Some that some that um, that were just like my own journey and process, but. Emotions, I think, mainstream are especially ones that, I mean, even actually, I no, I'll just say all of them because I would say that even like unconditional love is scary for humans. Deep, rich, ridiculous, ecstatic joy is scary for humans. Any emotion that is like beyond uh, <laughs> it's like on a spike level. Yeah, big is, big things yeah, are scary. It's big. It's scary and uncomfortable for people. And especially um, emotions like rage and anger and grief. Um, I feel like I have a minor in grief study in my life experience and am maybe taking on a second minor in rage. <laughs> right now, uh, moving that through, but, um, we're all going through our own emotional process and our own emotional shedding and releasing. And there's also collective things that are happening as well. There's the collective, because we're all connected. So whether you're, whether you are conscious to it or not, you're also, we're all processing the same, um, experience together so we have our own interpretation of that experience we're also collectively moving through that and then some of us are also moving through ancestral generational um experiences through our bodies through our vessels to literally wipe the dna clear of those traumas of those experiences that we do not want to continue manifesting growing birthing in the new world that we're that we're moving into um and we have to, been taught to define things as good and bad and i just invite everybody listening whatever you think of in terms of emotions as good or bad to just literally wipe the slate clean of that and just to see them all as teachers coming to offer you something of deep value and wisdom and that we can no longer bypass what's moving through us. It, it is, it is going to move even if it means manifesting in some way that makes us forces us in a way to be so still that all we can do is feel it. Because none of this is who we are. We are not our emotions. The emotions are teachers. They have wisdom to offer us. We are not them, they are not us. We don't need to define ourselves by that. But, but they do contain wisdom, they do contain healing. And it's our job to make sure that they move. Ways to do that, obviously, cry, to have like a really good cry, to have a really good scream, 
even if it's in your pillow or you, you know, just need to get out of the house, go for a drive in your car and just scream in your car. Um, your neighborhood do a primal scream. They did. It was a little lackluster. I was, I was out there ready to do it. It was just kids. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) probably. And I was like, I also don't know if this was, um, confirmed or, or the police department knew that that was happening. So, um, I just was like, I will, I will witness and, and celebrate the children screaming right now. Um, and and it was it was fun it was actually fun it made me giggle instead (laughs) um but the but um you know dance like movement has been a way that for the many years of my life when I wasn't when my big emotions and emotional waves and experiences when that wasn't when I didn't have someone to verbally process that with I had dance I had writing I had, um, I had those things to help the, help things move. Um, what a beautiful thing that we could actually practice holding deep sacred space for one another in our experiences of moving emotions through, not to fix anybody or to make it better, to give them the answers, but to just say like, I see you, I witness you, it's okay. Like Mr. Rogers was a flipping genius. He really was. Like he was just like, don't, don't try to take someone's emotion away from them. Just as you said, just as the genius five-year-old Kelsey, like if someone is angry, let them be angry. If someone is sad, let them be sad. I was told to don't be sad. Don't be sad. Don't be this. Don't cry. And it's like, why? That's a normal response. You're telling me, what are you supposed to do with it then? Right. It doesn't, it's energy. So it doesn't go anywhere. If you don't release it, it just stays in the body Mm -hmm. and your body is brilliant and wise and will try to do it many things it can to release it or to tuck it away for you or to tuck it away for you until a rainy day when, when it knows that you're ready, you might not think you are, but it's like, nope. We're ready to deal with this now. Yeah. There's deep, deep wisdom. So to not be afraid of the emotions because one of the things that my healer, Marianne um, C has said, which I really, really love. And I, I don't know if she got it from someone else. So whoever the original author of it, I apologize. Um, but she said that hate is just frozen love. Mm. So what happens is when we start to feel our hate, that hate begins to thaw and it gets to soften. And then we can find our way back to love. I feel like that is straight from Frozen. (laughs) (laughs) I've only seen it once. (laughs) And I'm not great with movies, but I feel like that was part of the plot. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I mean essentially it was um because it's like but that's what we're we're all doing like love is our true nature so anything that is um operating from a different place other than love is just a, a cue back to love yes a return to love 
Return to Love, Marianne Williamson, yeah. great book. Go read it. Yeah, if you please. feel called. Now would be a great time. <laughs> but highly recommend. And it's a good um, book to not even read cover to cover. You just pick yeah. it up and read a page. Yeah. I think the whole thing is highlighted and has um, several. I basically use the whole post-it sticky, like the little tiny ones. Basically a whole package of those. Yeah. <laughs> which doesn't actually help me because I'm like I like all the pages so I don't know which one to go back to but in the moment it it gave me joy <laughs> also my copy of the art of uncertainty is like every page is dog-eared yeah 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 but I mean we you can't just just surrender to the emotions don't make them bad don't make you wrong for having them if anything it's the most it, it's an authentic process that um you're being invited into it's a sacred process you're being invited into mm -hmm. and to just be present with it imagine coming out of this experience having a totally new relationship with your emotions i i want that mm -hmm. <laughs> i want that yeah because um and i've been trying to do this for a while but even we just have that old the old conditioning and paradigm that says, well, you know, rage is not okay. And, and, and this is the thing. The only reason we have extremes of things that happen in our world, like killing, like harming, like abusing, is because that is all emotion that was not allowed to be processed or expressed or moved in any way. And that person now has a pain body that is so intense that through their actions, they are trying to rid themselves of that pain instead of just, and end up hurting others in that process rather than just feeling what they feel and moving through that because we're not taught how to do that. Yeah. What else do we need to know? What else? Oh my gosh, so many things. Let me just focus in here. First and foremost, this is a big thing that's come up a lot <clears throat> with a lot of clients um, lately. And because um, I'm blessed enough to work with a lot of really beautiful, heart-centered, empathic women, and they just feel this call and this responsibility to you know, show up and serve while also remembering their energy, remembering their capacity, remembering to nourish and care for themselves first, because we can't love others until we really love and nourish and care for ourselves first. Um, but to not forget that every being on this planet, human or otherwise, has their angel team has spiritual beings, has guides looking after them, caring for them, guiding them, supporting them, protecting them. Um, we, all, we all have them. So in times when it feels really intense and you're watching people suffer and you're feeling maybe, oh my gosh, to be alone 
in that process and not having their family there and how are they how are they navigating that and oh my god that would be so scary and and projecting all of these experiences on them that they may actually be going through but it's our own interpretation of that call in their angels i mean their angels are already there but just say to their guides and angels, please surround them with love. Please bless them. Please help them to know that they are not alone, that in fact, they are so loved and divinely protected and cared for at this time. And that maybe this is the experience that their soul has invited forth so that they can remember that connection. Yeah. So that they can feel that, that, that gift of oneness of, I'm not alone. If anyone needs to hear this, um, even if you had a not especially positive relationship with somebody when they were on this plane and then they have transitioned, yeah. they can still very much be on, on your spiritual team. Yeah. Because they're, we're all in school and then we get our life review and we go, Oh yeah, I see how, that impacted that choice that decision that behavior that um that way of being i see how that impacted others they're learning too you know and maybe they even signed up to be that person that you would have friction with to yes. help you be who you're supposed to be yeah again that is why we all serve each other mm -hmm. there's no hierarchy there Mm. even the quote-unquote worst person in the world the worst possible person that you could ever imagine is offering you exponential healing at this moment I'm sure we all have one that comes to mind but exponential healing because when we can when we know our darkness that's when we can bring light to it. But if we don't know it's there, if we don't touch it, if we don't acknowledge it, if we deny it, then we can't heal. So that's the part of that. That's just, it's been happening is that we'll see a lot of darkness being revealed. Um, things that make us really uncomfortable, things that maybe make us feel unsafe on some level things that just things that we that we deeply want to change and that's the point because we can't operate from complacency anymore we have to we have to we have to fix what's not working yeah we are not going to be the same afterwards no no, this is not Groundhog's Day, even mm. though it may feel like that. We are not here to replicate. We're here to innovate. Love that. Thank you. Oh, Meg, beautiful. you are such a beautiful soul. You are a beautiful soul. Is this what, what is your, can I just ask you what, what, what is your, um, what is the gift you're receiving from this experience? Oh my God, so much. 
I'm diving into every single bit of my human design. I love it. Um, like learning about every single gift in it. There's still some, I mean, there's a, there's still more class ahead of me. Yeah. But, um, the, the gift of understanding, taking on other people's fear thoughts was a fun one. Um, and I actually don't mean that sarcastically, like they're all fun, not really that fun when I'm in them, but I see that like, Oh, we're doing a new unit. Okay. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, wow. What else? I am just like, I'm feeling the upgrades. I'm feeling the lessons. Like I said, like, I can't remember if we were recording when I said this, but I'm embodying the lessons. Yeah. And so I don't even know them anymore, but I do know, like, I don't even know the person I was a month ago. Like so much has changed since then. I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. Very cool. I want to have specific answers for you, but I don't know. But I, but I think that's, I mean, I love, I love that answer because a, it's honest. It's what you're experiencing, but, um, you know, it just speaks to, this is a time of curiosity. It's a time of play. It's a time of learning. It's a time of discovery. It's, um, it's a time of embodiment of practice. You know, it's not to define things like to, to create structures and systems and things. It's like for there to just be this open poster board with tons of markers and that's where we're going yeah this is like like i said earlier we're moving towards the new paradigm which is going to be less structure yeah less like organizations and more individual right um things are going to be moving really quickly we'll be able to manifest super fast right uh time and space not a thing yeah what else no authority figures and yeah. it's really going to be about creating like following the joy and creating our own individual utopias it's beautiful i thought of one more thing when you were talking um as like uh, something that we're being invited to learn or experience to not cling to the things that don't work yes the things that you that you actually hate, but you're just so used to and accustomed to, like the nine to five job, the you know the ways in which you've compromised yourself to live in the world, to be in the world, the way the world has been set up thus far, but doesn't actually work for you in your body, in your life, does not bring you joy. Trust that it's falling away, only to be revised. I feel like that nine to five thing is not really going to exist after this. Like so yeah. many people I think are learning that working remotely works, you know, maybe it's more effective yeah. than working in an office. Um, I So many people are learning their own unique rhythms yeah. right now. There's so many invitations and they're learning that the whole hierarchy and any desire for a specific title it's garbage. Yeah. And so it's literally like we've all been put on an even playing field. Mm-hmm. 
the blank slate, a blank canvas. No one knows like where, what it's all going to look like on the end, not even us. Like we, we have an idea of energetically what we're creating, but we have no idea like how it's all going to come about or what it, what it's really going to look like in form. But those are, those are things that we're not even meant to know anyway. Yeah. And that's a a divine process. Yeah. Is like, fall in love with the uncertainty and that might be a stretch for most humans but learn to accept the uncertainty yeah there's so much that we don't know right now and it's okay to not know yeah and it's okay to not be like know when this is gonna end it's okay not to be like frantically planning for may because it's got to be over by then or june because it's got to be over by then or whatever it is it's okay to just be here now yeah amen i love you i love you thank you thank you uh where do people find you oh just meg.m.haines h-a-i-n-e-s um on the (laughs) gram instagram on the gram yeah that's the best place my website's on there, so if you want to connect, I'm there. Fabulous. Thank you. I love Thank you. Thank you. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. There's some things I forgot to tell you in the intro. I made a whole series of meditations that you can grab on my website for free. You do not need to give me your email address. You don't need to do anything, just go to kelseyabbott.com slash meditations. Use them, share them, please just take them, enjoy them, be them, experience them. Also, I've been inspired to teach, I think it's going to be a weekly core class. I used to, for years, I taught core classes and I absolutely loved it. So I first taught my first virtual core class yesterday over Zoom, and it was such a magical experience for me, such an experience of deep connection. We had people from all over the world join, and it was so much fun. I loved it so much. I'm pretty sure I'm going to keep doing that in this quarantine experience. So go to KelseyAbbott.com slash core to find out for the next, when the next class is. These are all donation-based, so... You get to donate as much or as little as you want, and you are given the magic key to get into class. All right, now let's talk about that episode. It was amazing. Meg's amazing, right? Thank you so much for listening. Please tell her and me how you felt through social media. Hit her up on Instagram. Tag us if you enjoyed this episode. Share it with your friends, please, and know that you are so supported. You are so loved. We are all in this together. 